I don't know what I'm doing. I was getting my picks. Yeah, and- What up, everybody? This is the Wealthy Sports Lounge. I am here with producer Joe. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. I'm here with co-host Tyler. How you doing, man? Good, man. Pants are off. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we'll, we'll go to video at some point. Yeah, someday. And it'll be on OnlyFans. You're welcome. Backslash Wealthy Sports Lounge. And via Zoom, we are joined by part-time Josh. Welcome, part-time Josh, back to the show, everybody. Thank you. Oh, Excited to be back. Producer minute. Producer Joe still, still had muted? you muted. <laughs> <laughs> You're popping off before. We had a 20-minute production meeting, and right before we rolled oh, the music, We got annoyed with Josh. part-time Josh. It's like, what you am know, I doing part- again? You're talking. That's all that we do on this show, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you're just taking the part-time status to a whole new level. So, no, I'm glad <laughs> to be back. I uh, I was uh, did, you know, did not participate for the last four weeks, but... Uh, I am deemed active and uh, ready to go. Yeah, to Josh, be determined. We'll see if how active you are. Josh so broke, uh, pink and nail. So yeah, <laughs> had to nurse that. Yeah. All right. We're gonna get right into it. So we had some interesting games this weekend, man. And the one of the most uh, diabolical games of the entire year. And I say diabolical for a reason. The the Bucks Bills game down in Tampa. Ugh. My God, that was a roller coaster, man. For everybody who had the B- Bills plus three, like myself, I feel bad for you because it went from there was a instead of a birth, death, and resurrection, there is a death, a rebirth, and then a what the <laughs> fuck is going on uh, with this? Tyler, what what are your thoughts? I know you you had some, you're popping off about the refs on at yeah, the end of this game, but bad. there are some brutal calls. Well, I I think we can. Still, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers clearly owns the Bears. Tom Brady owns the Bills. Yes. <laughs> and there's unfortunately nothing they can do about it. I, what a disaster. I mean, the Bills were getting blown out the first half. Congratulations on the hectic comeback to to force overtime. A couple problems I have with that game in particular. Number one, you're playing Tom Brady, who has made a, made a career out of fourth quarter comebacks and final drive wins. Look, I, I I get it. This was this there was a lot of bad calls in that game, but this was number one. There was a there was a blatant um, defensive pass interference against Stefan Diggs in the end zone on third and two. Should have been fourth and should have been first down at the one, uh, first and goal there. And uh, unfortunately, that doesn't call him. And we'll get to why that's important here momentarily. But if you're Sean McDermott, your team that's incredibly inconsistent you're fighting for your playoff lives here and trying to get back to the one seed um in the afc and you've got josh allen who's what six four six five 240 pounds you're you're your number one quarterback as well as your number one running back because god forbid that anybody else participates in the run game in that team um and you don't go for it on fourth and two that's that's game over there's 20 seconds left we've seen they, they hadn't been able to move the ball the entire second half. So I have big issues with McDermott not having the balls to call that and taking your chances on on overtime. It just they, they go three and out immediately and game over at that point where the Especially, Stefan. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, especially since they had the momentum at that point. Exactly. They're, they're as soon riding as you high. lose that momentum and you take a field goal and go into overtime, it's like starting over. Before there's, I continue. Momentum's lost. Sorry, Josh. Before I continue, what what are your thoughts up to that point? What what do you think that's the right call, Justin? Um, do you, do you take the the risk with the overtime, or you're in you're in McDermott's shoes and do you go for it? I think had the and a flashback real quick. Uh, I believe it was week seven or week eight versus the Titans. Uh, they were in a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Fourth and short, game on the line, could have kicked a field goal to go to overtime, mm-hmm. and they got stuffed. Mm-hmm. And I think that w- that I think that factored into his decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little gun shy. I mean, you got fourth and two uh, with one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league. Just as far as like, you know, I, and I I don't want to, I don't want this to sound wrong, but some Tim Tebow qualities to him. Mm-hmm. Just a big motherfucker that can run the football. And that that's to me seems like, uh, hey Josh, we're we're gonna we're gonna put five receivers out there, and if um, if nothing's open, make a play, go get two yards. Like that to me seems like um, that seems pretty obvious to me. Yeah. But I think that I don't think they made the correct call. But I think the reason they didn't make that call, you're you're on the road, you got to take some chances, man. Yeah. My opinion, go for it. If you get stuffed. I think I think Colin I think uh, Sean McDermott is coaching for his job at this point. I think um, it's that dire. I I, th- I think so. And and not let me let me paraphrase. So I think that if you make that mis- if you go over two on that same type of scenario, mm-hmm. I think people are going to call your coaching ability into question. Mm-hmm. I don't think he, I don't think he's going to get fired at the end of the year. Um, but I think that you could make an argument that. If if Sean McDermott can't dial up a play on fourth and short yeah. um, to to go ahead late in the game, um, you know, and and you also have the easy decision to kick a chippy and go to overtime, mm-hmm. you go zero for two on those decisions. I think people are going to start asking questions. I I like to err on the side of being aggressive, but I'm also not in that guy's shoes making that call. Yeah, so. I I think you know we got to take the scenarios into consideration. The the game you're referencing against the Titans that's a number of weeks ago where they're they're number one in the division. They're they're the number one. They're close to the number one seed uh, behind the Ravens. So they're number two, I believe, at the time. Yep. Now you're in a situation where you're going to be lucky to make it in as a wild card. You're playing a right. uh, uh, now ten and three Buccaneers team, uh, as you said, on the road, who has been able to do nothing to stop you uh, the whole second half. So you go for the dagger against Brady and. You know, again, now now we get it overtime. The the bills go three and out immediately. And what set me off? Uh, there there was a few bad calls. Number one, Leonard Fournette did not make that fourth down. I don't give a goddamn <laughs> what the referees say. Uh, a number of analysts came out and, and watching that, I think it was quite clear they were short. Now, I do think Bruce Arians and Tom Brady are ballsy enough to. They're probably calling a sneak even that deep in sure, their territory. Sure. They're probably picking it up, but that's not the point. You got to force that play and make them earn it. Every angle that I could see, there was no definitive. He made this, and I, unfortunately, they went back with the original call, and that's more or less what they've been doing all year. But immediately afterwards, the the same exact thing that happened to Stefan Diggs in the end zone that got a no call. Gets a gets a call uh, for Tom Brady and Mike Evans. 
Brady floats it out there. Mike Evans literally pulls the cornerback into his body as he's turning around. Cornerback's hands are straight up in the air. There is no, no, no contact initiated by that cornerback. Yeah. Defensive pass interference for a first down. And they immediately go down. They convert up a blown coverage for a touchdown. Absolute hogwash bullshit. There's just no... You've got to have the consistency. Either you call both or you call neither one. To me, that's... Unfortunately, that's costing games, and it's it's happened too often this season. And who knows what happens? Maybe the Bucks still win. Um, but in that situation, the, the Bills at least probably at least get the ball back and have For another sure. chance in overtime. And, For sure. Um, you know... It, it, Bucks, you know, Bucks got to finish uh, with whatever's called on on the field, and they did. Unfortunately, the Bills weren't able to. But the consistency amongst the referees this year has been awful, and we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. Happened again in the Packers game, um, but we'll get to that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on. Uh, Packers Bears last night. What a, <laughs> this game was a what barn. a fun game. That, that second quarter was barn awesome. Burner. It, like. It was a track meet. Like you think Packers Bears, you know, you think the like the Bears are going to play some defense and Aaron Rodgers is going to do some special stuff, but you don't expect like the like the fireworks that we saw. My goodness. Um, and early on in the game, you had the Packers laying like 11 and a half points or something like that. And I'm thinking there's no way they cover the spread. I think they still <laughs> figure out a way to win, but my god, they like it opened it up and you have some thoughts on your Packers uh, special teams. Oh, man. Brutal. Should have been. The the Packers' approach to continue to promote within amongst special team coordinators that have been consistently bad for 10 years doesn't make any sense to me. And they allowed, <laughs> they allowed north of 200 yards in the first half on <laughs> special teams, including a 97-yard uh, punt return, which is the longest in Bears history, which was, was, was a crazy statistic to me considering they ha- had the all-time greatest returner in Devin Hester yeah. playing there for so many years. Um, so that was interesting. But Watching that guy field the ball at the three without fair catching oh, it. Oh, Because ev- 99% of the time, that re- that that receiver is going to let that ball bounce into the end zone. And yep. I think what happened on that play is I think that the 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 special teams unit saw how deep that kick was and they're like, "Oh, it's going to it's going to roll into the end zone." And the guy caught it and then they're like, "Oh shit, we mm-hmm. let up." And he squirts out the sideline for a 97-yard touchdown. Yeah, and of course hindsight's 2020. I think that's that's a situation, you know, 90% of the time it's it's bouncing through the back, but you got to angle those punts more, you know, coffin corner them if it's going to stay in bounds at least make sure there's nowhere for that that returner to go don't kick it right in the middle of the field um but yeah it was it was awful and and (laughs) you know uh, bears fans i'm sorry for anybody that's listening what's always entertained me is is the repercussions from anybody that continues to mock the belt (laughs) robert quinn decided he was going to do it again he did it the first game they played this, this year and proceeded to just get annihilated there on out. Um, it, it was it was a good game. I, you know, I think it's more of a reiteration how much I like Justin Fields. I think he's just uh, going to be an electric uh, uh, quarterback for a lot of years. But, you know, between the mock and the belt, uh, coming out at halftime, and Matt Nagy, uh, and a quote, says, man, I'm having fun <laughs> to watch 
his facial expression for the remainder of the game oh. as they're just getting run over. Um, yeah, would they score three points in the second half? Oh, it was brutal. Yeah, but some of the consistency, the the one frustrating part that I have there. So you you had the bad special teams play all game, and just as the the Packers seem to be in control of that game, Amari Rodgers flubs and muffs a punt that he took right to the face, which was was funny to watch, but <laughs> it should have been a turnover and. and the the officials called um, uh, a penalty on the kicking team for a Bears gunner running out of the uh, out of bounds and yeah. failing to return to the field. Replay showed he immediately tried to get back and bounce, yeah, but unfortunately that was did blocked. A, that was a pretty iffy <laughs> call. They show a a very similar scenario. <laughs> it wasn't similar at all. Packers uh, Gunner literally takes a line where he runs behind the Bears bench all the way down the sidelines and returns to the field. There's no flag on oh, it. Oh, Lord. I don't know how you get more blatant than that. <laughs> it was unbelievable how embarrassingly bad that call was and, and didn't get called. And then for, you know, he was so far off the field, they probably thought he was just running probably. the locker room. And... I'm surprised security didn't tackle him thinking <laughs> he was somebody else. But, you know, it's, it, it's, is that one going to decide the game? Probably not. But, you know, again, that comes back to the consistency. And that was – you don't get a whole lot more played than that, uh, that awful uh, gunner there. So, But uh, Packers are going to be uh, – they're they're gonna have a tough stretch coming up here. They they've they've taken control of the one seed. They've got Ravens coming up. Then they got the Browns. The biggest concern with that is Billy Turner goes down. They're starting right tackle. So now they are down four of their five starting linemen. How they managed how how Aaron Rodgers managed to stay up in that game is beyond me. But you've got Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney coming in at Christmas. Ah, uh, that's gonna be fun. <sighs> yeah. Hopefully Bakhtiari's back for that game, but for them to be ten and three and at, at the one seed with the dearth of injuries that they've had is yeah. just has he played at all unbelievable. this year? Bakhtiari, no. Has it, did he have some setbacks then, or are they just saying, "Hey, we're, we're well"? Out. I mean, he blew out his knee the game or uh, the 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 bye week on the playoffs, so going oh, into the playoffs right. last year. So that's right. Um, I think this was a situation like let's make sure he's right prior to going to the playoffs. Let's see if we can get far enough so that he's healthy, but. <laughs> you know, I, I think if there's a time, you've got to pull the trigger this week, have them play against the Ravens, get a warm-up game in there yeah. before you have to deal with these two For pass sure. rushers in, yeah. in Cleveland. That's that's not an ideal welcome back to the NFL game. As, as great as he is, that's I, tough for anyone. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. So, No, you're not wrong about that. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. By the way, we are in the best this is the best time of the year for that. Absolutely. This is so we've got Monday night football last night. We got Thursday night football um this this week coming up, which I believe is who's on Thursday night football? Mark this. <laughs> uh, I honestly don't know. Freaking NFL show. We should know this stuff. Um anyway, we got Thursday night football. Joe's looking that up for me right now. And <coughs> Kansas City versus the yeah, Chiefs Chargers. Oh, Chiefs Chargers. Oh, that's a great, yeah. that's a great Thursday that's a night great game if the Chargers Thursday show up. It's only your team. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should know this. 
And Justin, by the way, your uh, your favorite NFL team plays Thursday. So hey, cool, good to know. I'll be watching. So. Um, so we got that. And then on Saturday, we've got a couple games and then a full slate on Sunday and Monday. Like it's literally the best time of the year. I'm going to be real quick on this. I'm going to veer off off the course here a little bit. Justin, are the Chiefs fully back now? Is that five, six straight now? 100% they're back. Man, they're back better than they were last year. How satisfying was that game against the Raiders after seeing them dance on the logo? Oh, we'll get to that later. Yes, we will. <laughs> so we'll we'll get to that later. But um, yeah, very happy to see it. Chiefs are a hundred percent back, and uh, the defense, um, they remembered how to play football, which is awesome. And there was real like they picked up uh, Chris, um, what's his nuts? Nine points against yeah. against the Raiders. That's pretty damn good. I yeah, mean, they, they've been in the single digits multiple times over this win streak. So yeah. That Raiders team wanted nothing to do with the Chiefs. So, <laughs> anyway, we're moving into our favorite segment of the week. It is our part timers master debate, finally featuring Josh. It's been a couple weeks, but why don't you bring us into this, Josh? All right. Well, we have uh, three questions that we're going to go through, three debate questions this evening. And uh, we're going to start off. Our first question is which young quarterback? will be the next face of the league. So talking about rookies right now, ah. so rookie to year three, who's going to be the face of the league? I was going to see this to Justin. I've, I've talked everybody's ear off so far. So thanks for putting up with me, but um, yeah, I'm going to go Justin Herbert. So uh, year two, he's the only quarterback in NFL history that has 30 touchdowns uh, in his first two seasons. Um, he's shown he's the real deal. Now, why I think he's best positioned to be the face outside of Patrick Mahomes for the future. Um, the Chargers did what they they failed to do for so many years with Phillip Rivers, and that's they went out, they got him an offensive line. They picked an absolute stud in the draft at left tackle. They settled their pivot position at center with Corey Lindsley in free agency. And coming up in the offseason they are going to have the most cap space in the nfl with over 70 million dollars for free agency so what that tells me is you've already got some great established veterans there you got austin eckler there you got keenan allen i believe you know, he's still there for another couple of years mike williams is going in a contract year but at the end of the day they've got a lot of appeal there's teams that want to come or i'm sorry free agents that want to come to la and play in the, the, the bright lights and play with a young stud like that. So if they can continue to draft as well as they have over the, the, the last couple of years and are able to smartly spend this cap space, you're going to be really hard-pressed to find a team that is better built for the next five to seven years. You know, you look at the Chiefs, for example, they had their pieces, but they have no cap space for the foreseeable future. So... Um, you got a great young quarterback that's going to absolutely have his fifth-year option picked up, so he's going to be on a manageable contract for the next three years, already playing at an MVP-type level. Um, Justin Herbert is going to be the, the the second face of the NFL um, in the ne over the next couple of years. I agree with you, except for the fact that do I think that he is the most – uh, do he, does he have the most raw talent of anybody in that draft no. class? No. I think he does. You think so? In that draft class, yeah. 
Because he's better. Well, than, yeah, he's better I mean, than Tua. <laughs> I mean, he's he's just your he, bar is not real high on the other other draft picks with that for sure. Well, I'm gonna say Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow would be the other guy for because sure. and and the reason why is because Justin Herbert isn't gonna win his division for the next five years because he's got Pat Mahomes in the same division. Well, they're what two games back, game and a half back. They're right they're, now? they're a game back right now, and, but and they the, win Thursday. They win Thursday. Things get interesting, but I, <laughs> I I think that the Chiefs are just playing on a different level right now, and they're um they're really really going to be unstoppable in my opinion at least for the next. Uh, um, they they got that momentum. They got their swagger back, mm-hmm. like uh, like Travis Kelsey said. Um, a little. I earlier. think I got my swagger back. Oh! Kind of sounded like that. Um. Uh, sorry. I just and, and maybe he does win it someday. But like Joe Burrow is going to have the Bengals in contention each and every year. Mm-hmm. He's as good as any quarterback in that league, including the running back over in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh, Do you th- I, think he's a trans transcend? Yeah, that's a tough one. Do you think he's a transcendent talent? I think he has a lot of intangibles. Mm-hmm. I think it, he's he's an odd one to me. I can't quite figure him out because is he the most accurate passer? No. Is he is he the most athletic quarterback? No. Is he the most? Does he have the biggest arm? No. But he just there's something about him that the he's a leader. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. He he's a he's a bona fide leader, and I think that he, while Herbert's gonna put up some stats, don't get me wrong. He's got a cannon. He's got a cannon. But d- there's also another guy that put up a lot of stats. Um, good example. Pat of what, Stafford. Yeah, stat, <laughs> stat Padford. Um, and he's not the face of the league. No, he and he's he's crushing it this year, and he's still not the face of the league. Well, and I think the problem with that, of course, is being in Detroit for so long. For sure, Justin yeah. Herbert's clearly not in Detroit. For sure, I and mean, you're you're in a you're in a yeah media capital. You're you're in a I mean, just an yeah. absolute perfect situation. Not that Cincinnati good, is good much talent. better than that. I That's just think true. that he's going to be on the main stage because they're going to they're going to make some playoffs. They're going to win some playoff games. Yeah. They're they're I, I honestly it would not shock me if they win the division this year. They're they're my dark horse to win the AFC North. We're gonna get into that in a sec. <gasps> Justin's coming around to the to the Bengals. I've seen the light. But yeah. <laughs> um yeah, give me uh Joe Burrow all day. Next I like question. That. Wait, hold all on. Right. Part time Josh. Got any thoughts? I, let, let's hear very quickly. Throw me a name. I mean I'm kind of with you with um Herbert. No two a love here. No. no. How about uh, Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Right. You mean the more athletic Josh Rosen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sticking by that. All right, moving on. Yeah. All right. So the next question, we're gonna talk about a coach that's been in the news. That and, Trevor Lawrence uh, coach. <laughs> we're we're. It continues to find himself in the news. So can Urban Meyer salvage the Jags? And be back next year. No, <laughs> he's done. Right, and that's next the question. <laughs> he's, he's completely he's completely lost this locker room. Uh, the team doesn't respect him. You know, you've got. I heard an interesting comparison today. You've got uh, Dan Campbell up in Detroit, who's having a rough year. You've got Urban Meyer down in uh, down in uh, Jacksonville, having a equally rough year, um, and. Uh, you hear a lot of noise out of one of those locker rooms, mm-hmm. and you hear nothing bad about like you, like media. P- 
people can say whatever they want. You haven't heard a damn thing out of the Detroit Lions locker room. Other than that, positive things. Other than positive things. All been things. great things. They love him. Mm-hmm. They they they're they're dying for him out there every week. They they just don't have the talent. Mm-hmm. The Jacksonville Jaguars had the number one pick in the NFL draft. You know, Trevor Lawrence, the kid out of Clemson with the golden penis. Like he's <laughs> the he's been the absolute you know the poster child of everything quarterback, and I'm tired since of hearing he left it. high school. You know, I I'm just like, oh, he hasn't won a game since he was in little league or whatever. Like, get out of here with that shit. Like, I don't care. Like, um, I just you know you you get you go to a college football where you've got you know a guy like Dabo Sweeney who's a great coach, and you, you guys just go cherry pick all the five star talent. Let's see let's see what you can do when you've got when you've got a when you have to work a salary cap and you actually have to convince free agents to come to you and uh, you have to draft well and all that stuff. A lot of thought people thought Urban Meyer was going to be like Pete Carroll, uh, but people like Pete Carroll and uh, <laughs> except for it, Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good one to talk about today. Um is you know what Josh, we need to throw that one in there. Uh is Russell Wilson going to be around next year? Um, but the, yeah, the, the Jaguars are done. Uh, they, Urban Meyer is going to be one and done yep. and, uh, they're, they're moving off him. I, I don't know if he'll be one and done, one and done, but I, he should be. <coughs> um, it's interesting that you bring up the lions because you, you got to remember <laughs> one of the guys that lived through the Matt Patricia era era in Detroit, and you didn't hear a goddamn word out of him. Marvin Jones plays for the Jags now. And reportedly left the team and had to be convinced by assistant coaches to come back because he was so fed up with Urban Meyer shit. So this guy, everybody, especially in Michigan, knows how bad Matt Patricia's locker room was. And Marvin Jones didn't say a goddamn word. (laughs) So if you've pushed him over the edge, I think that's all you need to say. But... um, uh, the, the the thing that I have trouble with is there's a lot of guaranteed money in Urban Meyer's contract. Do you think Shad Khan, I know he's a billionaire and has all this disposable money, but $10 million to Shad Khan is a fart in the wind. I get that. But man, it, it, also, what does this have to say about Shad Khan? Shad Khan has done an abysmal job at managing this team, but... You know, they, they absolutely should. If, if if they truly believe that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the future of this this franchise, they've they've got to get rid of Urban Meyer because it, Trevor Lawrence had to go to bat for James Robinson, their best player on offense, because Urban Meyer pulled some college bullshit and benched him for, for one fumble uh, last week and gave the ball to Carlos Hyde, who was his running back 10 years ago uh, at Ohio State. Yeah. Like. You don't do that if you want to win games. You got to have your guys back, and especially the guy that's your best player on the damn team. So it's been nothing but drama with him. And there were reports coming out that he he sat all his assistants down and said, "You're, you're all a bunch of losers, and show me your resumes. Why should you be here?" Like, dude, you've done nothing yeah. in the NFL. Who gives a shit? This is the NFL. Yeah. This isn't college. Nobody cares what you did in college. Yep. Um. So should they? Yes. I'm man, I'm so torn on that. Like I <laughs> me being an average peon that actually pays attention to his bank account, ten million dollars is is hard for me to say, yeah, like let's let's just cut the cord on that, but you know, two different lifestyles for sure. <laughs> I'll give you a conspiracy theory. Have has anyone here seen the movie Major League? Yeah. 
Joe. Wow. The heck? Oh, sorry. Josh. Copyrighted. A long time ago, maybe. So the, the diabolical owner wants to move the franchise out of Cleveland to uh, a big Miami, I think. This is back in like mm-hmm. the 80s. And in order for the MLB to sign off on that, they had to have less than 800,000 in attendance. I think Shad Khan wants to move the team to London. 800,000? Yeah. That's a big-ass stadium. No, total for oh, the year. <laughs> like, I haven't seen that in a long time. 80, How big was that stadium? <laughs> Holy shit. 81 home games, 800,000. <laughs> okay. It, so it, it, it's a it's a damn movie. Like, yeah. No, it, I get it. Completely made up. Yeah. Um, so I think Shad Khan wants to move the team to, to um, Where does L- he go? L.A. No, no, no. Not L.A., excuse me. London. He wants to move the team to London. Yeah? Yeah. That could be. Also... I I heard rumbles, and this was a couple weeks ago. But um, Mike, um, what's his name? Mike, not Mike Tarico. Um, the guy that does the show with Chris Sims. Um, <sighs> While you're on that, that's that's something I'd like to talk about on the show at some point. International teams. I think that'd be an interesting topic because the rumor is. NFL is looking to add four expansion teams. That's exa- that's exactly what I was. I was trying so. to source it by s- saying the guy that I heard it from. I couldn't think of his name. Chris Sims and his partner on on the show, um, Pro Football Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically said that they're looking at two London teams, mm-hmm. Toronto, and St. Louis is one. San Antonio, and then there's well. A, a so city this in was Germany. in the wake of the San and the whole St. Louis drama mm-hmm. with the the buyout before they, the settlement. Before yeah. the settlement, they settled for seven hundred and fifty million dollars for the city of St. Louis. So that's that's dead and gone. I was I was actually really hoping that St. Louis would drag it on and mm-hmm. force the NFL to give them an expansion team. Um, that's not the case anymore. But I think they'd, they'd be a good candidate. Um, but I don't know if now that the settlement is done, I don't think that it's as urgent as, yeah. as it needs to be. Um, the guy that I referenced before, if I could think search pro football talk hosts, uh, it's going to bug me if I can't think of this dude's name, but, um, he said that by in, in the next 10 to, he said in the next 10 years, Mike Florio, Mike Florio, ah, yep. that is, that's who it is. Um, he said in the next 10 to 15 years, the NFL there is going to expand to 40 teams. Mm-hmm. That was what he said. So eight eight additional teams? Yeah. One in each uh, division. Okay. So, And the thought process behind it is actually really interesting because the NFL makes most of its money on TV deals, mm-hmm. not not butts and seats. Mm-hmm. So you, the, the product is good enough that it's going to sell on TV no matter where in the country it's being played. If, yep. if two NFL teams played in, you know, Nebraska, like that there would be TV money there enough, even if they played in a stadium that only held, you know, 40,000 people. Yeah. So, I mean, they made it work in Los Angeles for three years with two teams playing in a freaking college stadium, yeah. a rundown one at that. Um, if they're going to do that, they, one whole division needs to be created and just need, needs to be the European division. And you need five teams there so that at least two games a year, they, they can stay within sure. a couple yeah. you know, and thousand that's, miles. And that's not a bad. And logis- <laughs> it, logistically, it'd be a damn nightmare yeah. to figure that whole thing out. Yeah. But I'm, I'm very curious to see. San Antonio is on the list. Um, Jerry Jones doesn't want that to happen. Um, a, a second Chicago team is also oh. being discussed. Um, Chicago is big enough to have a second team. Um, Columbus, Ohio is also on the list. I'd love to see uh, Grand Rapids get a team, but that'll never happen. No. But if they, if they're, we're going to stick a stadium. 
Who who gives a? They'll figure I, no, I'm it just out. curious. I, you know, where I'd, would they I'd stick like Stadium one. in Grand Rapids? Um, it'd the, be awesome. It would be legit. It probably. I just don't know where it'd go. Yeah. There's this neighborhood called Heritage Commons. I feel like we could just <laughs> pop one right there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the it, it no longer might be the, be the headquarters to this podcast. Uh, yeah. You just that's outed me. Go. That'd be you sick, piece though. of shit, Josh. Hey, they'll pay you handsomely. <laughs> that's true. Do you know how many realtors I have knock on my door that want to buy my house? How many of them are calling you saying that you should do their loans? <laughs> Not enough. Thanks, Josh. All right, no, we need I'm to move saying, on. This. Great. <laughs> All right. That wasn't meant to be a knock on you. I right. know. I know. <laughs> I just anyway, got dodged was on anyway. my own show. That's here's, funny. Here's something I'll say. On this this, this is why Josh is part time, Josh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Justin's Let's pissed at him, and now he's off the next about to be no time, Josh. <laughs> Let's bring it back to the original question around Urban Meyer yeah. and him salvaging the Jags being back next year. So um, I, I agree. I think we're all on the same page that he shouldn't be obviously ripping the bandit off with 10 million is tough, but um, Joey Harrington, former Lions quarterback, now broadcaster. Um, he made a comment today that I thought was kind of interesting. Why and in how in the world is Urban Meyer an NFL coach and Jim Caldwell is not. That's bizarre. So Eric Bieniemy, there's there's lots of examples right. of that. They're all racist. Yeah, <laughs> that must be it right there. Some <laughs> Rudy oh, rule BS right there. <laughs> all right. Oh. Well, we'll have to we'll we'll take that uh, conversation around adding other teams. We'll uh, we'll have to expand on that in the future. Weeks. I agree. Um, I think there's a lot that we could unwrap on that. But all right. So next question is what. Is gonna have. We talked about this in the beginning of the season. Uh, we talked about this a little bit even in our draft. Um, you know the, the draft uh, episode that we did. But what is going to happen to Aaron Rodgers after the season's over? So now that we've gotten as far as we have in the season, we see where they're at. I have them ranked number seven in my top ten. <laughs> <laughs> now I've kicked you off the show. Uh, just mute Josh's mic for the rest of the show. Uh, Producer Joe, will you MC the rest of this, please? <laughs> where uh, where are we seeing him? Is is his time in Green Bay over after this, or do they make things work? And or does that depend on you know the rest of the season? What I'm a homer, thoughts? so I'll let the homer go first. Oh God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, now Justin, Justin, uh, I want to hear you first. Okay, well here's what I think. I think the proof is in the pudding that Aaron Rodgers won this dispute, this alleged dispute, because we really don't know. I think there's, there's a good, there's elements of truth in everything, but I think that this got blown way out of proportion by the media. Um, it, he, he was, he was pissed about a couple small things. They, they talked it out like grownups. And I think that they're on the same page now. Doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers is going to, is, you know, is he a bit of a diva? Sure, maybe. But yes. like Yeah. But does he but here's the thing is that when you're as good as him, you can get away with some of that. So in my opinion, they at the end of the year, the the Packers front office is gonna say, Okay, we screwed up. Um, because especially like this this team is is super bowl or bust in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There have been like uh, I'm old enough to remember at the beginning of the season when uh, Aaron and Devontae both posted uh, Instagram stories of the last dance, kind of referencing that this could be their last season. I think if the Packers uh, have half a brain, they'll they'll learn from history of what happened 120 miles south of them in Chicago 20 years ago. 
and they uh, they break Aaron. They they basically say, "Here's the keys to the franchise. You like we will pay you what you want, and we're we're going to ride it out with you." Mm-hmm. That's what I think they should do. What I think will happen is probably something in the middle. They'll probably. You know, yo, you know, yo home with them. Honestly, maybe the the big stock release that they had earlier this year, just so they could pay him, <laughs> they can afford to pay him at the Can't end. Can't use season. that for player money. Whatever. No, maybe part of his demands was he, wa- he wanted a jacuzzi in his locker. So <laughs> let's uh, let's not get too carried away with that. But I. I think I think that they'll come to their senses because if not, they're they're gonna lose a lot of fans if if they screw Rodgers over and they kick him to the curb at the end of the season. So I think because I think there was a verbal agreement that they were going to they were gonna cut him at the end of the year and let him be a free agent. Yeah. Um, but I think if they have any any sense, they will say, "Hey, we love you here. What do we have to the the word the only words that should should come out of." Uh, uh, Gunkut's mouth after the season. What do we have to do to keep you here? Mm-hmm. That's the only words that he should be starting a conversation with Aaron Rodgers about. Yep. And I, I agree. Where, where I have problems with is is we've got to look at it from uh, the other perspective, which is the financial side. And to your point, Green Bay is one of the most divisive fan bases there are because you have two camps. You have the the diehard Aaron Rodgers camp. And you have the diehard team camp. Sure. You know, team team above one player. And un- unfortunately, those those two clash, and it shows a lot of entitlement that, that we've had for so many years yeah. to have such a competitive team for, you know, 30 years. But at the end of the day, what they're going to run to, and, and, and I agree, that's what they should be saying, but two things. Number one. Let's say they they somehow overcome all these injuries and they they win it all this year. What does Aaron Rodgers have left to do? I know he spoke on that uh, a number of times that he'd like to retire with one franchise. But what what's to say? You know, hey, I've done everything I can do here. I've won multiple MVPs. I've got two Super Bowl titles now. Let me do the Tom Brady route. Let me go kind of control my destiny and my narrative. Where's a better spot? Like where would like if you're in Rodgers' shoes? Like where would you go? Ah, what's a better like? What's a better spot? Denver. Really? Are they better Detroit. offensively and de- defensively? Detroit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Denver's um, the Florida of quarterbacks. I'm telling you. There, there's a lot of. Den- I know there was Denver talk about Denver, one. but like I, that doesn't make sense to me. Like you've got more weapons on the offensive side of the ball no, in Green don't. Bay that. Devontae Adams, Lazard, Adams, that, well, here's that the thing dump that truck of a running back that you've got. Devontae's probably not coming back. That's true. Denver has Judy. Melvin Gordon, and, and who's who's an absolute stud, and then um, their rookie. God Jerry Judy. They've got Jerry Judy. they got Cortland Sutton. They've yeah. got Noah Fant at tight end. They've got a good offensive line. Sure. Um, why am I drawing a blank on their rookie running back? I have him on my damn fantasy team. What uh, team are we talking? Denver. I, I, oh, Williams? Javante yeah. Williams? There you go. Thank you. Um, Javante Williams, yeah. he's He looks like a stud, and defensively, they've got a ton of pieces, especially in the defensive backfield. So that would be a team that I would look at. Um, that That's really the and only one that's just... got a comparative, a comparable uh, team. But who's to say that some team doesn't pull the trigger on a trade like a, like a Tennessee? You're telling me that Tennessee wouldn't immediately be a, a – 
uh, an upgrade over what they have in Tannehill. You got Aaron Rodgers handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. Right. Got AJ Brown. You got Julio Jones. Right. We're assuming. I'm assuming that Rodgers, if if there is going to be a move, if there's a move to be made, they Aaron Rodgers is going to have to sign off on it because he probably yeah. has a no trade clause in his contract. Yep. So I'm assuming he's going to choose where he goes. And yeah. I just I don't like. I don't like Denver. Okay, maybe an upgrade, but is it that much of an upgrade? No, but uh, you're in the AFC, a weak AFC, you know. Yeah, uh, and you get to play Pat Mahomes twice a year for the rest of your life. That you know, Aaron Rodgers got the he chip on his he shoulder. Don't care. He don't give a he shit. He don't care. <laughs> so you know, I, that's the thing. You either win the Super Bowl or you fall short again, and you're like, okay, I'm done because the Packers are in the second worst cap cap situation of any team going into next year so you have to assume some big moves have to be made Devontae is probably not going to be resigned you're going to have to cut probably both Smith brothers and likely Adrian Amos just to get to the cap and that's not including any rookie salary at that point so So, I know who they're going to cut yeah they're going to cut Aaron Jones Aaron Jones will probably be be a casualty too now you got AJ Dillon who looks like a stud but exactly um you know, if if you're under the assumption that Rodgers is going to come back while losing all those players on a Super Bowl ready team, do you really think he wants to come back to that? And are you telling me that Denver wouldn't be a a, a better situation in that that scenario? So there, there's a lot to play out. Um, I do think they're in a much better place than they were at, at this time last year. Him and Gutenkunst have been out high-fiving and fist-bumping and stuff, you know, which is definitely a positive. But I just don't see a, a likely scenario because you're not going to be able to bring this this team back next year. There's just no chance. Right. There's so, really no advantage to him sticking around. Yeah. M- maybe I mean, Tom Brady retires if, if and he goes gonna, to Tampa Bay. <laughs> if, if they're going to pay him a lot, but what team isn't going to pay him a lot? Yeah. yeah. Right? And the I mean, Packers... so he wants to go for the money. And he can name his price. He can name his price anywhere he goes. Yeah. And, if, and the thing is, is he doesn't have to go to a team that has, if we're, I mean, last week you guys talked about him being an NFL MVP candidate. And the reason be because of he's, he makes a difference when he's not there, his team struggles. And thanks that, for listening that would, to the show, Josh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Part-time Josh, full-time listener. All right. <laughs> but the thing is, is if you put him on another team, he's likely to elevate whatever team it is. So even if they don't have as strong of wide receivers, he's going to elevate their game. We've seen him do that with no name receivers that come into the league that play on the Packers. Right. So if he can continue to do that, it doesn't really matter where he goes. So what's the advantage of him staying in green Bay if they don't have the, the, you know, the budget Mm -hmm. to have the supporting set. Cause if he was complaining about not having the people he needed in the first place, it's certainly not going to get any easier. It's going to get worse. Yeah. yeah. And because if of cash, if they're smart, and then if they pay him more, it's, it's even more worse. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get three or four, you know, first high, high round picks anyways. You know, I, I think if they're going to do it, this, this is probably it. All right. We're getting a little long winded. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. move on um, to the last topic and let's, let's make this one quick. All right. Well, this one was just added in, so actually, no, 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 no. We don't, we're not even going to do this one. Let's do the 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 Suck Bowl twenty twenty one. Suck Bowl twenty twenty. Gun to your head. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you kick this one off, Justin. You're 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 really excited. You about okay. This. So pull up the DraftKings for me, Joe, real quick. So the Suck Bowl twenty twenty one. Um, the Jaguars 
are playing the, they're at home versus the Texans. One of these teams has to win this game. They could tie, but that's not going to happen. One of these teams <laughs> is going to win this game. So you've got the Texans going on the road to the Jaguars. Are you taking the Texans plus four or the Jaguars minus four? This isn't our actual picks, but if the fate of the world depended on this absolute suck bowl, who are you picking? Roll Tide. What? <laughs> 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 That's all I got. See, th- this is this is the exact scenario why uh, the college football champion should play the worst team in the NFL for rights to be a team. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be so much but fun. But they're in my picks this week. I'm going with uh, what is Davis Mills and the Houston t- uh, Texans getting the upset over. The, the absolutely awful Urban Meyer-led Jaguars. I think they're just in a really bad place. And Lawrence coming off a four-interception game, they have no momentum. Joe, who you got? Uh, Jags actually uh, screwed me over last week, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Texans as well. I'll take the upset. Part-time Josh, what you got? Well, if the world depends on this, we're all freaking screwed <laughs> right now. Um, I don't know, man. They both are awful. I, I guess just to split the house right now, I'll lean towards the Jags. I was I was thinking Texans, but I don't want to go with the flow completely. Yeah, I'm gonna lay. Uh, I'm otherwise, gonna... it's not fun. So, you know, put me with the miserable Jags. I guess. Cool. I'll lay the four as well. So I'll lay the four points with the Jags. We'll revisit this next week and yeah. uh, see who ended the world. Yeah, our donut <laughs> of the week. This entire football game. <laughs> Um, all right, so moving on to our next segment, the only segment that we did not steal from another sports show, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Dogs and Donuts. So, who you got, Tyler? My dog this week. This this guy has been an absolute stud. Um, if, if you go back and listen to our draft show, I thought this guy was, the way that he fell was going to be the steal of the draft, and, and he is proven to be worth every single penny micah parsons linebacker for the dallas cowboys how about them cowboys man i i hate the cowboys uh but i i love this pick (laughs) at at draft time and uh now that mike mccarthy has figured out hey you know he's a really good pass rusher I, i i know he's been a swiss army knife for the team and he's played a lot of different places but what have they been missing wait until what week week eight or nine to finally to start deploying them and having them chase down the quarterback. Um, the guy impacts the the game in so many ways. He had two more sacks this week. He's got nine and a half in the last six games. Um, there's nobody catching him for defensive player of the year uh, for, uh, for rookies anyways. Uh, but he has a legitimate shot to take home the actual defensive player of the year. I know we've got TJ Watt and Miles Garrett both vying for it, probably top of the heap right now, but the production he's had since he's been deployed uh, t- to get after the quarterback has just been unbelievable. And he's single-handedly taken over games, and he's he's made that defense much more viable. If you remember, they were on pace for worst defense in the NFL last year, and he's he's really turned them around. Are they a great defense? No, but they're, they're a defense that can keep their offense in the game without Dak Prescott having to throw for 450 yards a week. So... Um, absolute stud, uh, my dog of the week, Micah Parsons. That's my dog. My dog of the week. And my fantasy MVP. 
Cooper Cup, ladies and gentlemen. That's my dog. Okay, so not that anybody cares about this, but I got to talk about my fantasy team real quick. Hey, I do because he's on my team too. So I so get this though. Going into the Monday night game, I was down 30 points, and I had Cooper Cup, and that was it. And old boy got 32. Ooh. He plays my wife in our 